ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Game of Thrones, the Raven on podcast, recap, recap edition, where we're going back and listening to every Game of Thrones and also watching them. We're watching them as well. Yeah, yes. we're watching, we're not just doing an There's audio. There's a visual component. To yeah, this. absolutely, absolutely. Because Jon Snow, while deliciously sexy sounding, <laughs> looks even better. Uh, so is, it, is he deliciously sexy sounding? Is that a thing? Well, he's kind of... No, uh, he's got that northern John accent. Snow, John Snow, no. You know what? Actually, maybe he's not because he's. Maybe he just sounds sort of irritating. I've never thought of him as having a sexy voice. He's always just sounds kind of dopey. Look, <laughs> look. I should point out it's me, Natalie. This is Stu. Hello. If you're listening, you know us. I just want to point. Okay, so we're recording these in little bunches. So the time is going to dilate. So by the time people hear this podcast, this will be old news. But I discovered this week. <laughs> you, you look upset, Natalie. Is something yeah. wrong? Yeah. So I discovered that Jon Snow and Agreed. <laughs> Rose are, Leslie. Are dating in real life. Now. And it's the most adorable thing ever. No, it's, ever it is. It is. It no, is, Natalie. No, is. no. No. It's kind okay, it's kind of adorable. it's kind of adorable, but I feel, Stu, that the only way I can express myself is <laughs> is through slam poetry. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. No! Jon Snow <laughs> Say it ain't so You single no more <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm devastated. And agitated <laughs> and defenestrated. You threw me through a window, <laughs> Jon Snow. Fantastic. I'm giving you clicks. Thanks. Very Thanks. nice. <laughs> that was completely 100% made up. Yes. I'll work on that and mm. I'll refine that into like, say, a you know, five minute long beat poem. Absolutely. That's slam poem about the betrayal that is Jon Snow yeah. dating Igreet. I mean, like, I mean, you know, it's fine. I guess it's fine. I guess it's fine. I mean, it's it's the most adorable thing ever. You watch no, like it's, it, they they Stu, I saw they were one true Stu. loves in the show, and now they're together in real life. It's like they it's don't like, look adorable in real life though. They just look co- too cool. <laughs> the pictures are like him with his sunglasses on and his sort of low slung jeans and his kind of shirt just sort of slightly clinging to the abs, and she's all like in this sort of boho skirt with her beautiful red hair all down, and they just look like oh yeah, we just spent all last night in bed together, and we just got. Up to go and get soy mocha latte. <laughs> just in recyclable if that's, cups. If that's what they want to do, we then let them. want to save the environment. Yeah, we're just, I know, we're really good looking. But today we're just kind of slumming it. Like we haven't put any <laughs> effort into our appearance. We're just naturally this beautiful. So I'm a little resentful, Stu. And I'm, I'm not picking that up. Mm, you mm. seem really happy for them. What we are doing, though, is recapping every episode of Game of Thrones. We and are so doing that. Now that we've spent a good four minutes yes. on, on the betrayal that is Johnson. I'm not <laughs> upset about it. I'm actually totally fine with it because I had a chance. I mean, I know that I didn't have a chance, but I, I know that. In the, back of, in the back of your mind, in there the was back, still a chance. In the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe it, one day he'll hear this podcast and be sort of entranced by my, you know, amazing devotion and, and beautiful sounding voice um, because I can do a very... Very sexy voice, Jon Snow. I'm just letting you know. I can get very real. Is this still beat poetry or? No, no, this is now my, <laughs> this is now, this is now my, maybe I could be one of those women who works on a phone sex line. 
that voice. It'd be easy work. I reckon I could do it, mm. Stu. I reckon I could just get a little like, what are you wearing? <laughs> leather. I like leather. Leather and furs. Ah. Have you ever had any zombies turn up and attack <laughs> your commanding officer only to be brought down low by your direwolf pet? <laughs> ah, tell me more. Tell me more. That's that job, yeah. Mm, yes. yeah. It would get very Game of Thrones. Like, oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, you could probably charge them extra for that. I wonder if there's a market. Write in if you would be willing to pay, I don't know, 99 cents a minute, like $1.95 a minute. Are you sure you want to solicit those Just, emails? Look, I'm I'm trying to pay off a credit card debt right now, <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking for inventive ways to make some money. So perhaps... One of those ways could be me doing a sort of a Game of Thrones related <laughs> sexy chat line. Now, we're not talking about anything nasty because it does get a bit nasty in Game of Thrones. I'm talking about sort of some some sexy times. Mm. You know, we can pick characters and role play. Well, even, even when it does get nasty, it's still charmingly medieval, so. Yeah, well, true, you know? true, true. <laughs> oh, Marin Trant. <laughs> That's where you went Do it first? To me. Yeah, I don't know. No, you know why I went there? It's because he's in the first scene of this episode. So let's get to he this is. episode. I should have gone Sirio Pharrell. What would he be like in the bedroom? Oh. He'd be quite stunning, I would imagine. Well, he's good with his sword. Yeah, exactly. He's the first sword the of brass. The first sword of brass. You don't need any more. <laughs> he does the water dance. Wait, is that? that okay. That's probably a thing. I should start a website as well. Game of Thrones sex puns. <laughs> dot com. That, that's just a Twitter account. That's that's all that it is. Yeah, let's yeah, it do is. it. Game of Thrones. And just every day. It's just, just like a character you, name. Just one tweet. Water dance. Like yeah, that's, yeah, water that's, dance. That's it. And everyone's like, ew. <laughs> Write that on the big list of ideas. So we are actually getting to this episode. We are. This is episode it's, eight. It's fairly late at night, guys. The I'm pointy sorry, end. Yes. Speaking of first We're getting swords. down to the pointy end. <laughs> Um, we're heading towards the end of uh, season one, and all hell breaks loose at King's Landing. Basically, yes, everything everything kicks off in this episode. Because I forgot that the last one we saw, because we had a break in between mm. the last one and this one, was uh, you know House Stark being routed by Littlefinger and Janos Slint. Slint. <laughs> And uh, this episode just opens with violence and death on the streets of yeah, King's so Landing. Yeah, we pick up where we left off with people murdering each other in the streets. Murdering each other. And while Arya and Sirio are doing their dancing classes, and there's no sort of sign of trouble until Meryn Trant and a few Lannister men turn up to say, Hey, we're taking Arya to see your father. Your father wants to see you. And she almost goes with them. She moves to go with them. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? We, Arya would be a lot less trusting later on for obvious reasons. Sorry, I'm she sniffling. learned her lesson very well. All this John Stowe talk has made me sniffly. Um, <laughs> that's a <laughs> call me John Stowe. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so Sansa and Septa Mordaine are wandering around, and Sansa's having a bit of a bitch as she does. And they did you get... look up that name, or did you know who that was? Yeah, Septa Mordaine. Septa Mordaine. I, I I didn't even know that her name was Septa Mordaine. Oh, I, I knew she was a Septa. Oh. I did not know that her name was Mordaine. Oh. I'm possibly disqualifying myself as a fan of the show by saying no, that. No, 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 no. She's a more minor character, but I think I had to look that up once and it That's amazing. stayed in my head. But the Septons don't really have names a no, lot of the time. Not a lot of the time. I haven't heard much of the Septons, but maybe they do. Hmm. Anyway... Sirio then protects Arya and says, Why the And I apologize if my accent sounds racist. I don't mean it to, but he has this beautiful like, he has, Spanish. He has a very Portuguese specific accent. accent. Yes. 
And why do the why why do the Lannister? Uh, I just I don't. I'm trying to do accents. It shouldn't it's, be a crime to just attempt an accent. I'm not outwardly trying to be racist. I'm just trying to in, mimic in, this beautiful accent. Doing an impression of Syria for us. I am. Which I is am. What you're doing. It's like, and why would Lord Stark send Lannister Man to his daughter? And of course, Arya pings and go, yeah. Yeah, my dad hates you, and you hate my dad. And picks up her sword, and then they have this massive fight, and Syria totally... They have totally... this awesome fight, which Syria owns with a wooden sword against the armour and weapons, but, of course, they do have real swords, so... And we... eventually... But, but he knocks out all of the Lannister men with his wooden sword, and he it's does. only then that Meryn Trout goes, oafs, and gets out his real sword. And they fight for a good while before yeah. he then chops his sword off. That's right. Um... And then, and then he tells Arya, because Arya's like, come with me, come with me. And he's like, no, what do we say to the god of death? Not, Not today. today. Now, is Syria And a thousand fan theories were launched. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't want to believe that Syria is dead. I know he's never turned up again since. I, but, yeah. it, you know, Meryn Trant obviously turns Meryn up Trant again later. Meryn Trant shows up later. So it's not like Syria could yeah. have killed Meryn. But... He could have knocked him out he like he did maybe, to the other... Yeah, he could have maybe knocked him out and escaped. He could have done a quick skivvy dive and escaped. Meryn could have lied and said, yep, I killed him. And That's true. You know, he he could just be hiding. No one's around to verify that. All the other Lannister guys are either dead or knocked out. It does look... Having watched it again, because you hear about Sirio Farrell coming back and everyone says, oh no, he's he's alive and he'll come back and and everyone thinks the faceless man was really Sirio Farrell and all this sort of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. No, but, but I think... Like, watching it again, it's a lot more plausible because he says, because his last line to Arya is, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. Yeah. And then we never see the end of that fight. So We hear some shrieking and some... But that, that's from, that's, there's lots of death and carnage going on. That could be coming from anywhere. But Arya does seem to look back at that room that she's mm. just left. But I mean, I'm... I feel like I'm, we've flipped roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, he's... No, no, what I'm saying is... It really could go either way. It could, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, that, that I, deliberate ambiguity. If he were to show up again, I would not be unhappy because he is a great character. In fact, in a series full of great characters, he's one of my favourites. And if he could, so, if he if he saw him with an actual sword, yes, fighting, yeah, that first, would be the first sword of bravos, kicking ass. It'd be great. Speaking though of not today, because we do then see Ned Stark in the yes. dungeon, yeah, and, he has and, and we never see Ned Stark sort of regain. His position again. And we, yeah. and we don't know this at the time. When we were watching it for the first time, when I was watching it for the first time, I just assumed, yeah, yeah, he'll get out of this. Yeah. But then we see Varys visit him in the dungeon. And Ned mm. is, is literally in the dark. He's got no light. He's got no water. <laughs> he's got no food. He is just sitting up against a wall in the dark, mm. defeated. And he says to Varys, just cut my throat now. Mm. And, he, 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 and, and he says, no, not today. Even though Varys then tells him, you know, you're a dead man. You do realize you're a dead man. And as you pointed out when we were watching this stew, we didn't think that he would be. Well, not only not only that, like... Oh, sorry. Varys... Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, we, we... If you haven't seen yes. Game of Thrones, Don't, don't listen nine. to these. Like, go, go watch it first. What are then, you doing? Yeah. Varys doesn't lie. And, in fact, he's one of the most honest characters in the series. And he says, you know, I think you might be a dead man, my lord. You know, like, this is Varys... He doesn't basically... think he might be. He says, well, you are. You, you are a you dead are man. You are a dead man and... looking. The show is telling us, like, this is going to happen. You need to brace yourself for it. And you don't you don't believe it. You don't believe the show because that's not how these shows go. No, no. 
You're like, no, Ned Stark will find a way out. Yeah, or, or Rob will come and rescue him or something, and the, the bad guys will be beaten and, and defeated. And this is what happens with this um, fabulous episode, is that we start to see now all these great armies moving into action, except we don't see any fighting at all. It's, it's amazing. We don't see much. any fighting or any of the great armies. We just get told a lot about how the there's 18,000 men and 20,000 men. And Yeah, and you know, at the time of watching this, it never even occurred to me that Oh, yeah, I suppose we're not really seeing any of this action, but I remember... it's a TV show. (laughs) Well, I remember reading some of the book fans and their criticism of the TV show was Mm. that, oh, we really didn't see any fighting and we didn't see any of these great... Apparently, Martin goes into them a lot and sort of goes, and this happens, this happens. Into the strategy of the battles, yeah. Into the battles a bit more. And it all happens off screen, particularly like Jamie in the Riverlands. It's all, Jamie's been covering himself in glory in the Riverlands. He's been doing all this and now he's laying siege to River Run and, oh, he's great... And we don't see any of it. We well, actually, and, and, and on a slightly related point, that's, a, that's another thing that this, this episode really highlights about the show is that it has a weird relationship with time. I know we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, months go by in this episode. Or they, they must do. But you don't get the impression that months are going by. It feels like a few days. But weeks and weeks and weeks have gone to by. To move. Rob gathers the Stark yeah. Bannerman and marches has them south. Has a meeting south. with them all. Yeah, and, and gathers them, marshals them, rallies them, and moves them south. That must have been months in the planning. Well, not necessarily months in the planning, but certainly weeks of Weeks of and weeks and weeks, yeah. Down the road. Because Absolutely. he moves them from Winterfell to the Neck. Yeah, that's which is where, a long That's where Tywin gets a message saying, oh, Rob Stark's crossed the Neck, into mm. the Neck. So that's got to be, like, this far on the map. <laughs> <laughs> You know, a good sort of few inches if you're hmm. looking at a map of, oh, yeah, that's a fair distance. And, and, and all the Bannermen, as you say, they would all have to come to Winterfell first. So that would have taken a few weeks. Yes, that's right. But they're so, all there magically. Yes. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, action in this episode where someone sends a messenger raven and then in the very next shot, yeah, yeah. someone's reading that message. Yeah, yeah. And that would have taken weeks to get yeah. there, you know? The like, ravens are on, like, fibre to oh, the man. node, man. They, no, fibre to the home. Ravens, <laughs> are fi- ravens are the original NBN, you know? They were lightning quick, fibre to the home, feather to the home. Feather to, feather the, home. to the home. There it is. There it is. Yes! <laughs> feather to the home. I'm, I'm quite proud of that. That's That's... You shouldn't linger at the scene of, of your victories no, in, in Punish. No, no, no. I should move on. Um, but yes, no, we do get the the maturation of Rob Stark. Yes. Because yeah. we've seen him have a few scenes with Theon where he's kind of contemplating the fact that he's being pushed up into this leadership role. You know, he's now in charge of Winterfell and he had to kind of take over while Catelyn was grieving about Bran and watching after Bran and then Catelyn left and so he had to take charge and... And now he's had to make that step of going, no, we're going to war. And it's the, it's the imprisonment of his dad that mm. makes him go, no, screw this. I'm not going to kiss Joffrey's ass. I'm, we'll go south, yeah. but not the way they want. Rally the banners. And, um, and he's clever. Like, Rob is a clever yeah, commander. And, and it's, been, it's been proven, like, time and again. And, and we've shown that in a couple of um, scenes here, that he, he, can, he can play off his men well. He knows strategy. You know, he, yeah. he picks it up very quickly. He's a natural leader. Yeah. And he's... So, of course, he goes on to live a long life in the city and nothing bad ever happens to him. Because <laughs> this show loves, loves heroic characters. 
He is, yeah. And that I'm already us, getting bitter again. Yeah, because we saw, and that's the thing, like we saw Varys in that scene with Ned say, do you look at me? Because Ned says, you were standing there and all these Lannister men attacked my men and you did not do anything. And he said, yeah. well, I was unarmed. And I was surrounded by Lannister men. And when you look at me, unarmed and surrounded do you see by a Lannister hero? Yeah. And it's like, no, Varys is not a hero. No, absolutely but Varys not. is absolutely comfortable with who he is. That's it. He is totally aware he of who he is. He knows he's not a hero and he plays to his strengths. But Rob Stark is kind of following that hero narrative. Yes. But, you know, I wouldn't say that he's like, aha, follow me into battle. No, he's not, he's not a warmonger. This is the thing. The reason he's going yeah. fighting, the thing that sparked him was they locked his dad up. And yeah. he's like, this will, this aggression will not stand. Yeah. But he keeps, he, you know, through all that, in despite that's quite an emotional reason to go to war, he keeps his head yeah, and he's, he's very, he's very clever. And there's that whole scene with Theon where he says, I'm scared, you know, or he shows that his hand is shaking hmm. and Theon's like, no, that's good. It means you're not stupid. And yeah. I think that's for all of Rob's flaws in being too noble, hmm. he is, um, very smart and very clever, yeah. and we go on to see this in future episodes. But let's move to oh, we'll just touch on the scene with Great John Umber when they're oh, all having dinner and drinks yes. at Winterfell, and he says, "I'm leading the vanguard," and Rob says, "No, you're not," and he says, "Look, if you don't let me lead the vanguard, <laughs> I'm taking my bat and ball and I'm going home." And then Rob's just like, "I'll go down and sort out the Lannisters, and then I'll come back and hang you for an oathbreaker. <laughs> hang you for an oathbreaker." Can we? Can we try and drive some sort of pledge in life to bring back oath-breaking and oath-keeping as, like, mm. words? Like, it would be good, yes. Damn you for an oath-breaker, Stuart Lace. Damn you for an oath-breaker. It starts tonight. Yeah, it starts, starts now. Here. Try to drop it in everyday yeah. conversation. Because oaths were a big thing in medieval culture. Like, That's it. And they're a big the, thing in the show. Like, they play, like later down the track, yeah, they play yeah. a very big part yeah. in a certain plot points. So. Absolutely. But in medieval culture, like, the reason that William... The Conqueror, mm. before he was William the Conqueror, when he was just William the Bastard. William the Bastard. When he went to reclaim the throne of England, or claim the throne of England, it was because, in his mind, Harold, who had gone to France and he had sworn an oath mm. on a holy relic. Yes. And he had sworn an oath to be William's man in mm. England. And Harold read that as, oh, yeah, 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 I'm your man, like, here. Like, I'm your man here, but not in England. Whereas William was like, no, 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 you're, if you're my man, you're my man everywhere. Mm. So I don't know why I've devolved into history of the Battle of Hastings, but the point is it was an oath and it was the breaking of the oath that was yes. the, the true crime in, in William's eyes. And there's a lot of English history in Game of Thrones. And so. I'm starting a podcast on medieval <laughs> history because I'm a nerd. Um, but the oath... You know, I love yes, I love that yeah. whole oath thing, and 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 it gets so many people into trouble because it's all it very well and good when you've got honourable types who obey oaths, but mm. then as we see down the track, lots of people don't take that as seriously. Lots of people go, you know what? They're just words. Hey, yeah. I got a pointy sword. I really <laughs> if, got a pointy if, sword here. If you're dead, does that mean my oath still stands? Mm. I don't think it does. Mm, mm. Mm. Anyway, the point of the point of that scene was that Great John Umber gets his fingers yeah. bitten off by a wolf. Sorry, and... I got distracted. <laughs> I don't think that Harold got his fingers bitten off by a wolf. Copped an arrow to the eye. It's arguably worse. Arguably worse, arguably is cool. But the way Great John is just like, my meat is very tough. <laughs> no, your meat is very, very tough. I say, lad. <laughs> 
Go down, shop, get bread, roll, come back, Tr- have dinner. Trouble at mill. Trouble at mill. Bad gum. <laughs> <laughs> what Main now? Main gone out skewing the treadle. <laughs> what were you saying? It's like, when I were a lad, when we ate and our wolves <laughs> chop off our fingers, we liked it. You, you look at you sitting there wailing. When we... I've gone Scottish now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've gone racist. Again. We have. Uh, and don't, don't, don't do Scottish accents or you'll get complaints from certain Scottish, <laughs> yes, certain Scottish, Scottish wannabe people <laughs> that we know mentioning no names. <laughs> so, yes, uh, let's move on to, oh, we should point out, sorry, I'm just looking at my notes. Aria did kill a guy. We should probably just she, mention she that. She did. I'm um, on her way out. She killed uh, the stable boy, I think. She killed um, the stable boy. Accidentally, like he kind and of you, fell And you had all these like, who was that guy? What was his backstory? Why was he there? He got killed so quick. I'm like, yeah, like, dude, he's like the menacing stable boy. Yeah. She just needed to be able to kill someone. That's Shed right. blood, you know? I don't know. The, the way they were talking, it sort of suggested that there were scenes that we hadn't seen. And that's good sometimes, but it was like the show was like, hey, remember all these scenes between Arya and the stable boy? And those scenes do not exist. No. So anyway, it's fine. Uh, and we should then point out that Sansa starts being played by... Yes, and she's definitely Cersei still the naive person here. She's just getting played like a fiddle. Yeah, and they're saying, hey, come on, oh, your dad's a traitor. Oh, you don't want to... Why do you want to still talk to your dad? And you can see there's a little... There's this, I, and coming back and watching it again, knowing now how much I love Sansa, is seeing that there is that side of her that's going, no, this can't be right, this can't be right. My dad is not... Yeah, and, and she keeps doing that right he, through the episode. She's like, he, be. He, he, "That's not the man I know. Yeah. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't do that." And she's and and it's Cersei going, "Oh come on, you disappoint me, little dove." Remember when she called her little dove? Little oh, dove, so it's kind of uh, Little dove. She keeps doing that too. Little I think. dove. And then she begs Joffrey for mercy at the end, and Joffrey says, "Yes." Mm. There's so, someone who doesn't make oaths that they believe in, Joffrey, you little incestuous <laughs> monster. <laughs> I find it really hard to read Cersei in this episode. Yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, just because, just the expression she's pulling, and like the camera, like the camera, the shot will focus on her for a second, and she'll pull a face, and I don't know what I'm supposed to be reading into that. Like, like she'll she'll be smirking, and then she'll be like doing a weird, like worried look, and it's like I feel like even Lena Headey wasn't sure what she was supposed to be feeling in those particular moments. That was just, they just sort of threw in reaction shots, and they don't necessarily match up to what we now know was going on. I it's find strange. that that's often the case with Cersei. She does have that sort of look. She just has a smirk on her face the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it is odd. And sometimes it works really well, and other times you're like, was that even suitable an expression? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's What's just like, bad? that doesn't fit. But anyway. It's, if you've it's got a any very... explanations, write in. Please do. Please do. Very minor complaint. Leave us a review. Probably Twitter's the easiest to get us. Yeah, get us on Twitter. We don't have like proper emails or anything. Oh, on to my Facebook page. We, yes, we go yeah, on there a lot. Absolutely. Facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. That's what I could get. That's uh, so, <laughs> apologies. Turns out, turns out coming into this Game of Thrones recapping Malarkey's five seasons in, yeah. uh, a lot of the good names were already taken. I should have gotten... There is a game... I haven't listened to it because I'm really wary of listening to other Game yeah. of Thrones related stuff in case I get unduly sort of influenced. Up, yeah. But I found that there was a, there's a podcast out there called Stark Raven Mad. <laughs> How good is that? That's such a good name. Well done, those people. Well done. So, I like ours too, though. That's yeah, 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 good. yeah. No, uh, it's the best. Yes. But Stark, Raven, Matt. It's like Stark, multiple Raven, puns. Matt. Yes. Um, so listen to that and let us know how it is. Um, we are going... Dragging our feet. Over time again. Mm. Yeah, dragging our feet. 
a few things that we should mention. Jon Snow and Ghost kill a zombie. Kill a zombie. Because Jon Snow finds out about his dad. And Sajoa Mormont, the Lord Commander, says, don't do anything stupid. And then Jon Snow proceeds to try to cut up Sir Alistair Thorne. <laughs> Who is such a cock? I mean, yeah. and that's the character, and but he's like needlessly shitty. He's to, just to, needling. Yeah. He's, he's like, just a horrible oh, person. What's, is that like a little irritating thing <laughs> on your chest there? Is that? Oh, let me just needle away now. Am I annoying you by doing this? Am I annoying? Is that annoying? I'm just going to do this again. I'm going to do this. <laughs> is that annoying you? At all? <laughs> Are you finding that annoying? So I think it's really soothing. <laughs> That's what he's like. Exactly. He's that four-year-old yes. kid who... Yeah. He's, he's nails on a chalkboard in human form. But then Jon Snow does uh, <laughs> cut up a bitch. Uh, no, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to kill a bitch. <laughs> he, he, cuts up a, <laughs> he cuts up a zombie, throws fire on it. What yes. am I talking about? He does. He kills a zombie. Oh, my burns God, I'm delirious. It's already. great. Yeah, he burns a zombie to death, and it's really good. And um, they work out that actually the only way you can kill these, the whites, is by fire. Yes. Because Sam Tarly reads it in a book. And the expression, it was like, I turned to you and the expression is like, how did you know that, Sam? And Sam's like, I read it in an old book in Maester Raymond's study. And <laughs> John gives him this sort of, you know, look. It's a look and, as if he said... What's a book? Yeah, well, not only that, it's, it's almost like it's a, it's a very derisive look. It's like he'd said, you know... I was wiping my ass or something. And he's like, just something, some horrible thing. He looks at him as if it's like, oh, reading a book. Uh, poor Jon Snow. It just reminded me that he's now dating a Greek. But we oh, haven't dear. met a Greek yet, so let's, 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 just, move let's just move on. Tyrion and Bronn, the, yes, the have romance a, have, oh, starts it developing. It continues. I know this is some my, of your favourite little scenes. My dream of a season that is just Tyrion and Bronn travelling <laughs> Westeros having adventures. You know, negotiating for their lives in front of hill tribes. You've got that suit. You've yeah. got that stew. It's called Galavant. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, Stu and I, <laughs> if uh, you don't know uh, the show Galavant, it is one that you should totally get onto. It oh, is, it's, it's such a wonderful thing. If you like Game of Thrones, you'll either love Galavant or hate it. I don't know. I think you'll like it's, it. It's a, it's a musical. It's not Game I think it's more, it's more if you like The Princess Bride. You'll like Galavant. And if you like Xena. And Xena and and music. If you like if you like fantasy, but also musicals yeah. and also stupid comedy. Yeah. And um, self-referential, tongue-in-cheek, yeah. you know, clever, punny, mm. wordplay, pop culture references. Yes. It's just, yeah, look it up. It's amazing. It's the they just thing. finished their second season. It's so good. We're going to do a Gallivant podcast uh, at some point. Okay. We're just going to have a chat. One of these days where we have some time. A, it'll just be a two-hour long. We're just going to put it in as like yeah, Raven yeah. on Gallivant. <laughs> so go watch it so you can join in the fun. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so the Hill Tribes come in and uh, Tyrion uses his, his witty tongue uh, for purposes other than the <clears throat> ones he prefers. Musical, <laughs> wine, women, and song. And, yeah, so the Hill Tribes rock up. Shagger. Shagger. Son of, Shagger, son, son of Dolph, and Timmet, son, son of, of Timmet, Timmet. <laughs> and Chella, son of daughter of Czech, and Bron, son, son of, of you wouldn't know it. <laughs> That's the best line. That's the line of the show of the of the episode. <laughs> so good, um, and yeah, and we see Tywin in full battle mode, ready to go yeah. to move. But underestimating Rob Stark, yeah. like still sort of scoffing and saying he's a green boy, and he and Tyrion's the one who goes maybe, but maybe yeah, not. Yeah, I've met him. He, he doesn't seem like a green boy. 
and I realize we're going very long in this one, but um, Carl Drogo has his most badass. That's scene. what I wanted to bring. Yes. Up. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Let's so, end. Let's let, end we'll, with this. We'll end with this awesomeness. <laughs> it's like the best. Like I, I'm probably forgetting a more badass scene, like in later seasons, and there are a couple. It's like. Over it's in just, Martell. It's, yeah, yeah, Over in Martell's pretty great. And um, a lot of the Hound in, in some of the later seasons. Brienne. Brienne's yeah. pretty badass. But nothing, I think, Hard would home, be... that's pretty bad. Yeah, but that, that's just like a battle, right? Like, oh, there's right, a lot yeah. of people doing things in, the, in that in that episode. This one has... Khal Drogo has, uh, is, has a, re- uh, a rebellious... Uh, one of his mm. blood riders who gets up in his face and wants to kill him, challenges him and says, you know, you take orders off a foreign woman, you are no Carl. Mm. And so he gets up and just explains to the gentleman how he's <laughs> going to kill him. And when he does kill him, he's not going to... I will not, not have your body him. burned. Yeah. He, all the way he's going to dishonor his memory. Yeah. Then he takes his weapons, throws them on the ground yeah. to, to show that he doesn't need them, and then proceeds to just... Kill the guy in the most amazing way possible. Yeah. Like just he he slits his he throat. Says, he says, "I'll do all this stuff to you," and the other guy says, "You'll have to kill me first. And, and he grabs him. He just goes, "I already, I already have. have." Slits it like brings the sword back in some Bring, way. Brings his own like like Arak, the guy. He's unarmed. Yeah, yeah. This guy has one of those little sickles. Arak, I think it's called. Yeah, he's got one of those big scimitar swords. Mm. He turns it back around on him, cuts his throat open, and rips his throat out. And it's the most badass scene it's in the entire tongue, series. Right his, his tongue comes yeah. out and everything. And then he throws the tongue on the pile of heads. Cool as a cucumber. Yeah, it's like cool as a cucumber. he was just dealing with his, his business. Yeah. Like it wasn't a big deal. It's really primal. And I can see why guys get into fantasy. Yeah, it's that oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a, lot, like, a lot of it is that kind of stuff. It's like, so many is like, yeah, I just want to be a guy who. <laughs> And I, I realize I may be overselling what is quite a violent scene. No, no, no. But, but, we, but we sit in our soft, comfortable, first world problems. <laughs> and part of it would be like, look, if I got transported into the world of Game of Thrones, I'd be dead in about three minutes. Yes, I, I think I've said it before. But, like, I would, I would be hot pie. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's who I would be. <laughs> In the, the, the love well. of wanting to be Carl Drogo. That's and I, right. like, I totally get that too. I love, you know, your Xenas and whatever. I love the <laughs> idea of being a kicker. Like, I love Brienne. I, yes. I would love to be Brienne in the Game of Thrones world. Mm. I know I'd be. I think I said I'd be Lollis. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I like things. Um, <laughs> I'd love to be that badass. But, yeah, just the way he grabs that tongue. And it was so unexpected. Like, I remember the first time I saw it, I was going... Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, that's right. He just, he just, just, yeah, he just like I know, like barehanded. He just yeah. like kills the guy, and he's it's like, amazing. "Whoa, drop mic, drop tongue." And <laughs> but you know, the legacy of that is that he had stuck him with the sword, he and he's wound, like, "Oh, it's yeah. just a scratch." From and it fly. is just a scratch, and that's the thing. You know, it's, it's just, just a scratch, but it gets infected. We know this now. And That's so this right. mighty Carl who can rip a guy's hand out. And there's an interesting parallel to Rob because Rob, as we know, becomes a great battle commander, good mm. in the field, clever, mm. strong, you know, Carl Drogo, strong, obviously quite clever. He's able to yes. utilize his, his people, keep them loyal by fear, you know, but good leadership. Mm. But he, we see that he's developed quite, you know, with his relationship with Danny, we can see that Carl is a bit different. He He's... He lets his wife have this kind of, she takes these female slaves and says, no, 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 you can't just yeah. go and rape all these women. Um, maybe, we're not going to have some rape today. It's like, hey, <laughs> we normally rape, but my wife isn't into it today, so yeah. we're going to just calm down like, on the rape. You know, you know what women are like? 
they're not into rape. So maybe yeah. if we could just like cool it on the rape for one yeah. day, guys, is that okay? Yeah. Turns out it's not okay with this one guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just who... bored of hearing about rape for today. <laughs> I'm just going to let my wife have her little indulgence yeah. and, yeah. you know, look, she's fine. Let her just have this thing of not having rape. You know what um, they're like. But that's fine. And then there's like, no. So there, it's really, you could say that that guy was like, you know, the first men's rights activist. <laughs> Probably, probably, and, and his fate is He's probably probably MRA quite deserved. Yes. Going, come on, <laughs> come on. What is this a nanny state? <laughs> We're not allowed to rape anymore. What next? This is a Verbal, slippery slope, guys. <laughs> Jesus. Well, not Jesus, obviously, but yeah. Sorry, that's um. Uh, I find that funny. Yes, I do. In the context of the show, but yes. I'm not advocating, obviously. Men's rights activists. No. Um, because they're idiots. <laughs> they are very, very silly people. <laughs> oh, they're just so... They're, they're, they're silly. Um, so, yeah. So, that's where we'll end it for this week. But that yes. is such a... It is a note. badass scene. So, we're going to go ahead and watch Series 1, Episode 9. An episode where nothing happens and everything is fine. Yep. Yep. Nothing's going to happen in this episode. <laughs> we will see you next time. So, for now... Nala Mugulus. Winter is coming. <laughs>